You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Aretha Franklin, Lady Soul. In the room, I have Rob, Ben, and John. Lady Soul is the 12th studio album by American singer Aretha Franklin. It was released January 22nd, 1968 on Atlantic Records. The producer is Jerry Wexler, and the genre is R&B, Southern Soul, Memphis Soul. Lady Soul completed a remarkable 12 months of achievement for Aretha Franklin. Having been signed to Atlantic in 1966 after years in the doldrums at Columbia, her Jerry Wexler-produced albums, I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You, and Aretha Arrives had finally made her the critical and commercial toast of America. Lady Soul is one of those rare records that truly captures a moment, not just of Franklin's singing, playing, and writing, but of the electrifying support of the famed studio session players in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Guests include Bobby Womack, Eric Clapton, and the vocal majesty of Franklin's sisters, Carol and Irma. Lady Soul hooks the listener in from the very first note of Joe South's detuned guitar on Chain of Fools and never lets up. Her rendition of You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman is one of the greatest performances in soul music. Nobody does it quite like Franklin, or as Wexler called her, the Lady of Mysterious Sorrows. Empowered by three hit singles, Lady Soul became Aretha Franklin's second gold LP and remained on the charts for over a year. Aretha had an irresistible gift as a singer and married the powerful spiritual range with secular warmth and passion that was often copied yet never equaled. These 10 tracks represent Aretha Franklin's coronation of the Queen of Soul, and there's Soul, and then there's Aretha Franklin. All right, what do we think of Lady Soul? Come on. (laughs) Come on what, Ben? (laughs) What do you think think I think of Lady Soul? (laughs) (laughs) Rhetorical question, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess it should be mentioned, because I don't know at what point you're going to post this. I would be a fan of this album any week of any year but this past week of this current year uh we lost aretha so it was it was nice to have this as part of part of my homework for for this week you know yeah Yeah, for sure yeah but yeah it did it did hit a certain place where you're just like yeah i love it what was the third hit I'm a, a chain of fools. You make me feel like a natural natural woman. A national woman. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel like a national woman. Um, would would Groovin be the third? Uh, the cover of the Rascals? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was or, pretty popular. Or, or people Get Ready, maybe? Uh, I think it's, Since You've Been Gone? It's, uh, oh, the Kelly Clarkson song? <laughs> yep. I mean, <laughs> Kelly did okay. <laughs> Going back in time. <laughs> Aretha's version's better. <laughs> 
<laughs> Aretha's version is always going to be better. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're fucking Otis Redding. Aretha's version is going <laughs> to be better. Always going to be better, yeah. You can be Carol King. You can be Otis Redding. It, Aretha don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, since you've been gone. Okay. So the, the uh, three hits off this were... Lady Soul peaked at number one, number two, and number three on Billboard's Black Black Albums, Pop Albums, and Jazz Albums, respectively. The single Ain't No Way, B-Side, Since You've Been Gone, Sweet Sweet Baby, peaked hmm. at number nine on the Black Singles chart. This makes me so sad. Yeah. Peaked number nine on the Black Singles chart and number 16 on the Pop Singles chart. I don't know how long that that chart existed, but it is, you know, indicative of a period in, in America's history where that music was separate. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is bullshit. <laughs> but uh, but this album, you know, it stands on its own. You know, it doesn't matter how you want to categorize it. If you want to categorize it as gospel, if you want to categorize it as soul, if you want to cut, categorize it as pop, it's, it's fucking great. Signing to Atlantic's the best thing she ever did. I agree. Jerry Wexler... And uh, signing, getting over there, uh, doing soul music, getting out of the, mm-hmm. the gospel. It seemed like she, they just let her, let her go. They put her with the best produ- Well, they put her with the best crew too. Yeah, you know how did that uh, Muscle Shoals? How did she? How did she? How did they make that connection? How did Aretha get to Muscle Shoals? Do you know? Because I love what Wexler. they do together. Wexler Was it Wexler? Did. Yes. Because I guess they they were kind of already on the scene, like making making some some ripples to waves, and I guess he just kind of was hip to that. Because wasn't she? She's originally out of Memphis. She yeah? was born in Memphis. She grew up in Detroit. Right, but then at least a little bit of that musicality connecting to Muscle Shoals from Memphis, right? I mean, but, that was but, a, that was but, a standard but connection. Spe- Muscle Shoals specifically, like the Fame Studio, specifically the Swampers backing right. band, like. I, 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 you could compare them to like Booker T and the MGs, you know, just like the band if you want that sound. You but know? didn't she begin to do some of that work on uh, the earlier album that we reviewed? The, yes, that it, was it, her it, first album with Atlantic. With, 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 with that, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was her first with That's Atlantic. I mean. It was her first that she that she was recording in in Alabama. You know, was was it the was it the? Because I know there was in Muscle Shoals. There was a few different like studios. I forget which one of them were like the Swampers were the were the, the house band. You talking what, about Fame? Was it Fame? Mm-hmm. All right. So the, so yeah, I know in, that uh, Fame stands for uh, Florence Alabama Music Emporium. Mm-hmm. So she recorded a Never Loved a Man the way that I love you at Fame. So that was also Swampers. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Did Did you notice and I and I. I'd never noticed this before. I uh, definitely didn't notice it on uh, Never Loved a Man the way that I loved you. Uh, that the songs that she or Carolyn wrote, she definitely, um, I mean, she emotes on all of her songs, but I thought that she emoted on those and, and they were written in a way that allowed her to really push her range more than some of the songs where she does covers. Mm-hmm. I was just It was just interesting to see that, like, that when she was writing for herself or when Carolyn's writing for her, it's... It's it feels more personal because I'd never heard those songs before. As good mm. to me as I am to you, and uh, ain't no way I hadn't heard them. Hmm. It, this was also my first time hearing those songs. Uh, I wasn't familiar. I, I was familiar with the singles off this album. But this is this was the first to actually listen to this full record. Yeah, such a solid record too. Yeah, it is. Solid players all the way. So I mean, the feel, the feel. Oh my yeah. god, so good. 
this 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 origination of soul music, mm-hmm. like we we'd heard it sort of kicked around a little bit with with James Brown and some other things earlier, but was not Ray Charles not in on that? Is that is that? I mean, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out is when does it when does it start yeah. to and, and accrete Ray, and Ray Charles and is also Atlantic, right? Yeah, and so is uh, King of Rock and Soul, Solomon mm-hmm. Burke. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So when, but this sound, the sound that's on Lady Soul, where you've got like I would say the Muscle Shoals uh, and also the uh, the Booker uh, Booker T and the mm-hmm. MGs sound. Mm-hmm. What, what that's Memphis studio, Soul. Memphis. That was Stax. Yeah, yeah, stack, like the yeah, stack the, the sound, sound and the muscle shoals. So that that sound, that Memphis sound, the muscle shoals sound, is what what I usually think of as soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, obviously there's there's Motown and Detroit soul, which it, is a little different. It, but. it was taken. It was taken. This music that like it, uh, you know, so much of it comes from the South, but at this point, a lot of the recording artists were from like more northern metropolitan areas mm-hmm. like chicago detroit and stuff like that and yeah just like blending that like back with this just like southern laid-back groove is what my ears like yeah yeah that style of playing where your ears far behind the beat as you can be without actually being wrong you know we're just like it's that like the distance between where the actual beat is and where that snare drum hit, it's like milliseconds. But if you can stretch that out, it just gives it that that stank, you know. <laughs> and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if the stank will pull us out of psychedelia, I I relish the stank. <laughs> I relish most stank. <laughs> Stank's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Stanky cheese. It's Sometimes delicious. relish yeah. stanks. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes Kim relish yeah. does stank. And that's the good, that's the good relish. Carol King wrote it. Carol King wrote Natural Woman, but mm-hmm. like you said, Aretha's version is but always going to be But it better. belongs to Aretha. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, Aretha owns a lot of these songs <laughs> just by covering them or yeah. singing them. I, I think I said that in the previous episode that you got to give it up. Once she sings a song, it's it might not be yours. People might not think of that song as your song No anymore. one, like... like do 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 like a person on the street poll on people who think that respect is an Otis Redding song. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> n- not very many. Yeah, <laughs> even if he 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 wrote it and he recorded it first, but if he was alive today, he I bet he would admit, you know, like no, it's, it's Aretha song. We we had that recently. Oh, 
Jimi Hendrix doing All Along the Watchtower, Bob Dylan was like, it's always been a Jimi Hendrix song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know it at the time, yeah. but it's always been a Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah. There are fights you can't win. <laughs> did he say the same thing about XTC's cover? He did not. <laughs> That's a fucking turn. But he did say it about Dave Matthews' cover. It's weird. Uh, it's weird how he just skipped over XTC uh, like that. Uh, it's like a little personal dig on them or something. <laughs> Speaking of personal digs, uh, Clapton? On this album? Where, where, yeah, where is where the Clapton? Is, where is the, Clapton? Does anybody know where the Clapton is? We know he's in there somewhere. Well, here's the thing. As a session guitarist, Eric Clapton's probably one of the better guys you can find. Because he can play it like it... Like he, he, he knows all the rules. He can play it just as you wrote it. <laughs> he can play it exactly as you wrote it. Give me the sheet music. Mm-hmm. But don't and, let him do anything else. And the fact, that, the fact that Clapton is on this record, and that's news to me after listening to it four times in a row... It just it just reinforces my opinion of Clapton as having no style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it it just it, it sounds like there's a good session player on here. So, yeah, while he's a member of Cream, uh, he performed on "Good Good to Me as I Am to You." Hmm. Mm-hmm. His guitar <laughs> and like even like even like Steve Cropper, he was the guitar player for the MGs. He's literally a session player. That is his profession. He is a session guitar player for Stax Records. And you can pick out one of his lines from a song because he's got style. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you listen to the beginning riff of like of like Sam and Dave's Soul Man, that opening guitar riff, and you're like, man, it sounds like a Steve Cropper riff, and it is because he has style. But yeah, there's no there's no flavor or essence you can hear in in the guitars on this. He does. I mean, it's it's some it's a few some blues riffs on a strap. I mean, man. is it any different from Stevie Ray Vaughan? It is. Stevie Ray Vaughan has more style than Eric Clapton. I'm not a Stevie Ray Vaughan fan, but you can you can you can pick his stuff out. I'm a fan yeah. of his fashion. Mm. I like feathers right. and hats. Is it any different from Steven Seagal's playing? No. Okay. Stephen Ray Seagal. <laughs> Uh, what else can we say about this album, other than it's good? the 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 album those. the album tracks are solid. Like I, I I only knew three or four of these songs going into it, and there's there's not a stinker. I didn't think there was gonna be, but there isn't one. Yeah, hard yeah. to be critical. Yeah, ten, ten choice tracks. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ten choice tracks. I thought you said ten choice strats. Like that's how many. Uh, <laughs> that, that's how, how many, many overdubs were done. Is that how many? How many identical guitars Eric Clapton brought to the oh. to the to the session? <laughs> He's like, I brought ten black and white Stratocasters. Is um, the right length? It's it's thank tw- you. Twenty eight minutes. Ooh. You know, it's it's right at that 
Ooh, that's spicy. That like 30, I like it. Thirty minutes. I like a I like a thirty minute album with no bad songs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ten tracks, thirty minutes. Mm. Mm. I can, love it. I can get into it. Yeah. With some really powerful, you know. Yeah. Nothing feels rushed. No. I mean, she's giving it exactly as much time as it needs. It just happens to be real, real tight. Mm-hmm. We've heard some long albums recently. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's. Uh, What's pushing, no, pushing I mean, it the, into... the, the, This is both my preferred album length and set time. <laughs> yes. 28 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Leave them wanting more. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I 100% concur. Good job, Jerry Wexler. Birch, birch. <laughs> birch. <laughs> it's me, the ghost of Jerry Wexler. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Have some respect. Is he even dead? <laughs> Probably. So we listened. We while we were, we were chatting. Yes. But yes, we heard yes. that we heard that whole album. Uh, we heard that whole song that 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 Clapton offered his services on, and I didn't what, hear what one known. thing that wasn't just like a textbook blues riff. Yep. You gotta wait for the Lethal Weapon soundtrack to start hearing those real Clapton notes. Yeah. Jerry Wexler passed in 2008. On this evening! Oh! It was on a clear August night. <laughs> I'd ever seen. <laughs> uh, That's just all he's been doing is haunting podcasts. <laughs> Get us out of here, Birch. <laughs> uh, you got us in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't say anything else about Aretha. We'll, we will miss, de- dearly miss you. You're definitely a... a I, I can't even say a national treasure, a universal treasure yeah, to exactly. everyone. Do we have any more coming up to look forward to? Do you know? I don't believe so. She did have a <laughs> she did have some resurgence, uh, particularly one that you guys might be thinking of in the eighties, ba- because of a certain movie. Oh, well, the Blues Brothers. Brothers. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, she um, and she kind of waned in and out of uh, popularity. F- at different eras, but this was definitely her time. This was the time of, of that Muscle Shoals, soul singers, and Aretha was just right there, yeah. on top, on top of the world. Um, she also is one of the most celebrated with 19 Grammy Awards. Whoa. Ooh, wow. So, right there, at the top. Goddamn. Huh? Um, she earned them. Yeah. Definitely. Next time we'll be talking about Blue Cheer, Vincent Bus Eruptum. All right, thanks, y'all. Thanks, bud.